All right, so I want to welcome everybody to my channel. My name is Michelle. I'm also known as the Goddess M. And that's how you can find me on social media. Probably the easiest way to find me in the world is the Goddess M. Um, I, uh, I'm at home and, um, I was thinking about my grandma of all things. And my grandmother, my grandmother died in March of 2018. So it's only been about two and a half years. And, um, so I, I thought about my grandma and of course I immediately started crying because I haven't quite dealt with that loss adequately just yet. And, um, then I started taking kind of like a tour around my mind, if you will, of the people who I, who I really held dear that have died. Um, which is a lot of people, you know, cause I, I did have a lot of older relatives that I, um, was very attached to. And I, I don't know, I've always had old people friends for some reason, even, uh, I can remember being in seventh grade and having a friend that was in a nursing home. Uh, so she was in her, I think mid to late sixties. And, um, anyways, so I was thinking about, uh, all of these people, um, that I've loved dearly that I've lost. And, and that was hard. And I was thinking about that and, um, and then I got to the thought that gave me the impetus to pick up anchor and, and do another podcast. And, and that, um, impetus was, I wonder if anyone will mourn me the way I mourn my grandmother, <coughs> excuse me. And I don't mean like, I wonder if I'll have grandkids because I have kids. So if, if you've already gotten kids, you can pretty much, especially if you have more than one child, it's pretty much a given that you're going to have grandkids at some point. So it's not that I was wondering if I was going to have grandkids. It's that I was wondering if anyone would feel as close to me when I die as I felt to these people when they died. It's like, for my example, my grandmother. I loved my grandmother very dearly. I still love my grandmother very dearly, and that's very painful for me. And I wonder if um, if I will be loved when I die, the moment of my death, if I will be loved by someone the way I love my grandmother. And um, so that was an interesting thought, and I I wonder if other people think about that. So that was kind of why I, um, I wanted to have this little chitty chat. Cause I'd like to know if, uh, if other people think about that. And, um, and if you think about that, what do you think about that? You know, and, and maybe, maybe you've never thought about that, but now you're thinking about it. And, and how is that sitting on you? Because for me, I feel like I feel like it's maybe. I feel like it's a solid maybe. <laughs> I feel like, um, generally speaking, so we'll, we'll start with, um, as far as like relatives go. So, um, as far as like blood relatives, I pretty much don't have 
any close relationships with anybody that I'm related to by blood. Even even my closest to um, blood relationships, which happen to be my father and my son, even those two relationships are only close per se, because we are physically close. They both live on the island of Hawaii, which is where I happen to live. They both live within 30 miles of, of where I live. Um, my dad often needs me to run an errand or two for him and he gets my mail for me. So he sees me at least once a week cause I go and pick up my mail from his house. And, um, so he's close by proxy by, by just virtue of being physically close. And my son, while my son loves me and I love my son and we both know that we love each other. Well, that is absolutely not in doubt whatsoever. Um, I don't feel that we have a close relationship. I feel that our relationship could be closer, but I think that, um, well, number one, my son's super busy because he's, you know, he's 20 something years old living in Hawaii and you got to bust your ass working every hour of every day if you want to be able to make it on your own and survive. But, um, but beyond that, I'm just, I'm not a very communicative person in that way. Um, I don't generally reach out to people. I generally, um, people generally reach out to me when they need me and I'm usually busy with whomever needs me at whatever moment. Um, and that's, that's a flaw I think in, in, in my character a little bit. Um, it works out really well for everybody else as far as that goes, because if you do need something and you're my friend, then I'll definitely help you to the utmost of my means. But, um, but I think that for me personally, it does cause some damage as, as evidenced by what I'm talking about with my son, it does cause some damage to, um, my personal relationships because I very easily will get wrapped up in other people's, not wrapped up in their problems in a bad way, but like wrapped up in helping them. Um, and then I won't make time for myself and my loved ones in a, in an adequate way. And that is something I've been working on as a person. But that being said, it, it causes me to have a distance distant relationship with my son, even though he lives close and we both love each other very much. So, <clears throat> so I was thinking about that and I was thinking about how I'm not as close to my only living grandmother as I wish I was. Um, so I have one grandma left. I used to have many and, um, because my, my grandparents have gotten divorced and remarried, uh, on my mother's side, uh, a couple layers deep. And then my mom got remarried. And so I had new grandparents from, you know, that marriage and all that stuff. So I had a lot of grandparents when I was a kid. Um, and I can distinctly remember the loss of each of them, to be honest. And, uh, anyways, so I was thinking about the only grandmother, the only grandparent, that I have left living and, um, cause she sent me a birthday card recently. And I was thinking about the fact that I, I don't even know her birthday. I thought that was weird. I don't know her birthday, but I think it's because I was never around during her birthday. Um, my mom moved us to a different state when I was a kid. So, um, I missed a lot of those like celebratory comings together of the family, like people's birthdays. So I don't know when a lot of people's birthdays are in my family. Um, but that said, it was occurring to me that I don't know her birthday, uh, and that I wish I did. And, um, that I wish that she and I had a closer relationship than we do. And I was thinking about writing her a letter. 
so that I could let her know that I love her very much and that I have a lot of respect for her. Um, and that I, I know she's been through a lot of shit, you know, like, um, I probably won't say it that way, (laughs) but, um, so my grandmother was a child during world war two. And, um, at the time she lived in London and in world war two in London, the bombings, they were doing, um, I think they're called volleys, but basically where all the planes swoop in and they drop bombs all over the place. Right. And they're doing all these air raids and the UK comes to a very harsh reality. That is, they are about to lose an entire generation of children if they don't get them out of this city. So my grandmother was one of those children that was evacuated from London to ensure that they didn't die in the war from bomb strikes. And these kids were pulled away from their families and they were sent to foster families that didn't get to volunteer. It was your civic duty as a citizen to take in as many children as you possibly could. And, um, so what happened as a result is a lot of these kids suffered from, um, malnutrition and it wasn't that they were being neglected. There was just, there wasn't enough for everybody period. There just wasn't enough. And, um, so my grandmother was one of those people. And, um, so I just, I feel like I need to embrace this, this realization that I don't have this closeness with her. I need to, uh, write her a letter and, and let her know that I love her very much and that I wish we had a closer relationship and that, you know, all that kind of stuff, because I don't want her to die without that. I want her to know that I love her very much. I don't think I tell her that often enough because I've thought about it. I was thinking about it and I don't think I do. So, so I guess that's kind of what I was just coming on here to talk about a little bit was like the grief process a little bit and how, you know, um, you are, you are missed when you are gone and, and how that's kind of sitting on me right now. I'm, I've been going through, um, process of grief for going on almost three years at this point. Um, starting when my grandmother died and then, um, shortly thereafter, um, my fiance died. So I, I've been kind of like staggering through this. And, and recently I heard something on HPR, Hawaii public radio. Um, and they had an NPR national public radio syndicated, um, show on. And, um, it was, they were doing an interview with this woman that, um, wrote a book called terrible. Thanks for asking. And it's basically this woman who's going through some grief and she started a blog or whatever. And, um, she was talking about how vital she recognized the ceremony of a memorial slash funeral type service for those who are grieving to, um, to help them gain emotional closure. And, um, and I thought about that because I didn't get that for my grandmother and I didn't get that for my fiance. And I, I didn't get that for a lot of people because, um, when I wasn't away on my own, the military had me away. And, um, so I was thinking about that and how now I have this kind of like open wound of grief, if you will. And I wonder, um, how that would feel different if I had had the opportunity 
to um, engage in these um, like closure events, if you will. So, so yeah, so I was just like jamming on that and I thought I'd hop on here and share that and, um, and kind of encourage everybody to think about that a little bit. Not the, um, not necessarily the, like not going to a funeral thing, but the, um, would, would people miss you the same way you miss your loved ones that have gone? Because man, I hope I do great things that make people miss me when I'm gone. You know what I mean? Like when I'm gone and it doesn't have to be like worldwide or like, I don't need my name in everybody's mouth or anything like that. But, um, but I have run for office a few times and I feel that I could make a big change and a big difference in that perspective. Um, and I also feel that, um, you know, beyond that, or before that, really, I just would much rather and I'm much more concerned with being that person that my friends feel like they can rely on and that the people that I know and care for feel confident in that they know that they can reach out. So, um, and I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job with that. So I, I don't know. So anyways, so that's kind of like, I've said so like seven times in the last 45 seconds. All right. I'm trying not to say those two letters together again for another few minutes, just so that, damn it, just giving us a break from that word. All right. I'm curious. I wonder, does this, does this app have commenting that you guys can leave me a comment or something to tell me, um, if you think you'll be missed and, and where was I going with that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was going with that. I just, I want the people that are around me to like miss me when I'm gone, man. Like I, uh, I gotta light my joint. I'm sorry. Give me just a moment. It's a blunt, but let me light it. Cause this is deep stuff sometimes. All right. Now I'm going to give you guys little, little, segues into my life as we hang out and talk just so you know and that way if you kind of like who I'm who I am and what I'm about what I'm thinking or are you curious just to hear what I'm thinking next subscribe to my channel or whatever it is follow me however you do it there should be some kind of button or alarm and um and I'll share my life with you a little bit and you'll find that we're a lot more alike than you think in good ways and sometimes in bad ones. <laughs> Anyways. I was talking to you guys and I forgot what I was talking to you guys about. So I'm trying to get back there. I was trying not to say the word so anymore because that was a little bit irritating. And... I was going to take you guys back somewhere with me in my life. Hmm. I wonder what I was going to talk to you guys about. I think that what I'll talk to you about now, though, is... Hmm. Hmm. 
I wonder what the impetus is for people to want to be missed. Like, for example, me. I, I want, oh, now I remember. See, I knew it would just take a moment. Thank you guys for being patient. So, <laughs> all right. Prior to living in Hawaii, I lived in Dallas, Texas. And while living in Dallas, Texas, I had a distant friend. I don't know a good way to say this because I'm, I'm sure many of you, like me, have layers of friendship, if you will, where there are people that you... I don't really have close friends. I don't speak to anyone every day, just so we're clear. I don't speak to anyone every day. The only things I speak to every day are my dogs and my bird. And that's because they live with me. So, um, but I believe that we all have layers of friends. Many of us have friends that we speak with every day. And then we have friends that we speak with less often, but we still speak with, like we still check in with on a regular basis, whether it be weekly or monthly or a couple times a year or whatever. And then there are the friends that when we see them, we are happy that we see them. We have their phone numbers and we will invite them to things. Um, and we enjoy their company, but we don't check in with them. We just kind of see them when we see them. Yes. And, um, they're invited to the birthday party, but they're not instrumental in the situation kind of a person. Yes. And, um, and I had one of those friends and this friend, um, had a drug problem and I wasn't super aware of the drug problem. Um, he wasn't, um, he was a functional drug user. So he wasn't someone that was beyond paying his bills and stuff, but he was definitely a drug user and he kind of like disappeared off the scene for a few weeks. Yeah. And, um, then maybe like six weeks goes by and somebody asks me if I heard what happened to him. And I'm like, no dude, what's going on with him? I haven't seen him in so long. Did he move? What's his deal? Blah, blah, blah. Why is he too good for us? And my friend's like, he overdosed in his apartment in the bathroom and maintenance found him. The reason my friend knew about it was because my friend lived in the same apartment complex and the maintenance called him because maintenance knew that they knew each other. So anyways, this guy had gone into his apartment, fucked up, gone into the bathroom and, um, had gone into like an overdose, like seizure or something, and smacked his head and killed himself, basically. I don't know if he drowned in his own vomit or if like the blunt first trauma of hitting his head on the counter or I don't know exactly how he died. I just know that the overdose directly led to his death in the bathroom and that um, this is the kicker, though. This is what kills it for me. They didn't find him for like a couple weeks. <coughs> I'm sorry, my bird's making noise. They didn't find him for a couple weeks. And when they did find him, they found him because the neighbors, I don't even think it was so much the neighbors complaining about the smell is why they found him. The neighbors were complaining about the smell, but then the, um, the maintenance guy saw flies and stuff inside the window of his apartment and they, and they went to check on the 
the why there was flies because they were like, oh, flies, maybe there's the smell. So, um, <laughs> all right. I got sidetracked because of the bird for a second. I apologize. Here's the kicker. When they went to knock on his door over the flies and the smell, his keys were in the front door. He Well, and it also is a testament to, you know, the, the safety of the neighborhood, <laughs> if you will. But regardless, he had overdosed with his keys in the front door and nobody had gone by his place or, you know what I mean? He didn't have any close enough friends that nobody knew he had died. And that makes me nervous. Cause there's, there's no, like I said, there's nobody that I talk to every day. I don't have a single, very, very close friend. And because of that, it kind of worries me, man. Like, would they find me and the dogs would have already ate me out of hunger or would it be like, maybe a week or like how long would it take for them to find me when I die? Because I'm going to die. We're all going to die. Believe me, as many people as I really wish would have lived that have died, we're all going to die. That's just how it's going down. Like this COVID thing, everybody's scared of something that's going to happen. But um, anyways, I'm not going to get political with the COVID right now, but um, yeah, like when I die, how long is it going to be until somebody finds me? Because I'm not going to be in a hospital. I'm, I'm, I'm abhorrently against hospitals. And I'm, the possibility exists, you guys, that there might be. And I, I, I'm reticent to use the word zombie apocalypse because that gains its own reaction. It's an inflammatory word in itself based on whether or not your opinions lie or where your opinions lie and how well you know me and how I'm using that word and all that stuff. But apocalypse, let's talk maybe solar flare, which is something that's ambiguous. It comes from the sky. The sun doesn't have a side and it would wipe out. It would be a giant electromagnetic pulse. Basically it would just wipe out everything electronic that has electronics uh, that has electricity going through it at the time. Right? So pretty impressive totally possible and totally without cause. Like nobody's going to piss off the sun and make it do it. It's just either going to do it or it ain't. So I feel like in my lifetime, that's probably going to happen. And, uh, because of that, I feel like I'm not going to be in a hospital when I die. I don't necessarily think I'm going to die a violent death, but I don't think that I'll be in a hospital when I do it. So that being said, I'm probably going to die at home and I live alone right now and I don't necessarily know that that will be different when I die. Um, I may end up with somebody that lives with me or other people that live with me for periods of time between now and when I die, but um, I think I'm going to live a long time and so when I die, I'm probably going to be the only one here. So, and I don't mean on earth, I just mean at home. So anyways... I wonder how long it will take for somebody to find me. And now that I've rambled through that entire thing, you're probably wondering how long it will take for people to find you also. That's all I'm saying. So um, I apologize for it kind of being a morbid close, 
But, um, but I wasn't thinking about it morbidly. I was just thinking, I was thinking about it in terms of, am I creating enough value in my life for the world that I want to see? Do you see what I'm saying? So like, uh, I want people to notice when I'm gone. I want people to be like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard from Michelle in four or five days. You know, I'm comfortable a week. Hey, all right, all right. You know, I'm not going to be super mad if a week goes by. But if it's like the landlord comes and finds me because I didn't pay rent for the first time ever, if that's what happens, and and I'm not going to be paying rent much longer. Like, I plan to move into my own digs, you know? So so then who's going to find me? So, um, so yeah, as long as I get found in like a week, as long as people are like, Hey, where's Michelle after like four days. And then by like day seven or eight, somebody goes to where I live and checks on me. I think I'm okay. But, um, but outside of that, man, I really don't want it to be like they find me and the dogs have eaten most of me and all that's left is like pieces, you know, like chunks. Cause uh, oh, sorry. That'll be gross. I'm sorry, guys. I, um, I majored in criminal justice back in the day. And my focus was really around forensics and, and forensic anthropology and stuff like that. So I'm way more comfortable than, than most people are with, with this kind of stuff. But, um, but that being said, I was trying to explain this in a positive way that I was trying to think of it in, which is really that, I feel like we should all strive to contribute to society in a way that people notice when we're no longer there. And, and that being said, that's really, I guess, all I was trying to say in this past 26 minutes. Um, and, and with that segue story about my life in Dallas, uh, with my acquaintance friend that, um, that overdosed in his bathroom and nobody noticed for weeks, Um, so I'm just saying, you know, we should all really strive to get to the point where we are missed when we are gone. And, uh, and I hope that you all find your own personal and special way of doing that. I know I'm certainly trying to figure it out and I stumble and I fall, but I certainly get up again and I hope that you guys all do too. So that all being said, I want to tell you guys that I've had a great life so far and I can't wait to see what's next. Just remember that you're the oldest you'll ever be and the youngest you ever will be right now. And if you think about that, that's kind of mind blowing. So I want to wish you all a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. It's almost over. We're January 5th. So I think I got a couple days left that I can call it the holiday season and then we're all done. But, um, yeah. Happy holidays. Thank you for spending some time with me. Aloha.